Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Joe Liefer, a Senior Product Manager for Autonomy for the Intelligence Solutions Group at John Deere. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Awfully long title you got there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys at John Deere are, are in, in, in your space, in my opinion, are way ahead of the curve. Um, if, if you break that down to more general, you're probably like right at the, at the cutting edge. But this whole thing about doing autonomous drive on a tractor, I'm intrigued by that. And um, is this something that the, the farming community, I'm doing air quotes, is, is ready for? Are they ready to embrace something like that? Or is, is this still something that lags other technologies by five years, 10 years? No, great question. Absolutely, farmers are ready for it. And farmers asked us to be delivering autonomy. So they've been using self-driving technology in their tractors for almost 20 years or over 20 years now. And so they're used to the tractor uh, driving itself through the field, but they've always been required to sit in the seat and monitor their surroundings. And so that's what's new with autonomy is allowing them to step out of the cab for the first time. Oh, so to be clear, they were doing autonomous driving, but they had to sit there before. Correct, correct. They were doing self-driving. And so today, a tractor using our GPS network uh, can drive down the road, uh, the row, sorry, in the field, uh, turn at the end rows, you know, control both the tractor and the implement or the job that it's doing in the field for them. Um, But the operator has really been required to monitor the job quality and make sure there's no unexpected obstacles in the field. Do you run multiple tractors at the same time in the same field? Uh, for today, farmers can, we have signal share and, and like coverage map sharing. So of the job I'm doing, you can have multiple pieces of equipment in the field, talk, talk to each other at the same time. Um, with autonomy, we're going to start with one machine in the field working autonomously at a time, but from a future roadmap, for sure, you can see us going there where, where you'll be able to have multiple pieces of autonomous equipment working together, uh, in a, in the same field. That's really cool. So does, is, I hate to keep saying farmer, is that the right word? Is, is, is this user a farmer? Absolutely. The user's a farmer, right? Okay. Our, our goal is to give the farmer another tool and, a, and an opportunity to then better manage their time so they can use autonomy in the field and allow them to do something else, uh, either on the farm with the family or, or in the community. Okay. So where I was going with that, um, is, is the farmer monitoring what's going on, like on, a, on an iPad or on his phone or some other mechanism? Yeah, today farmers use what we call John Deere Operations Center Mobile to, to manage their existing fleet of, of equipment that gets manually driven around. And so we're going to use that same mobile application and just add more features and functionality to it to, to manage autonomy. So as they drive the tractor to the field, they'll get out of the tractor. Um, and then from, you know, from there, they'll really use their cell phone to approve motion. And then as they leave the farm field, they can use their cell phone to see live video from any of our six, six cameras on the tractor, as well as make some adjustments to the job that then the, the robot would automatically do in the field. And then they can also, you know, if they need to come check on the equipment, they can call it to the field edge. Um, and so they can, you know, refuel it, look things over, et cetera. So all the functionality will just be right there in their pocket in the cell phone. 
you have the same safety requirements in a tractor that you do in a car, for example? Like if a dog runs out in the field, is that tractor going to be able to stop and, and know what's going on? Yeah, abs absolutely. So, I mean, the, the on-highway regulation versus off-highway, right? There's some there's different regulation. But for us, as John Deere approaches building a safe autonomous system in the field, um, we're absolutely going to stop for anything on its path, right? So, you know, we're training to look for not only humans, vehicles, but also other objects that could inadvertently end up in a farm field, whether that's a dog, a cow, right? Or a, a tree branch falling down or some kind of large trash blown into the field. We're looking for those objects and we, we will stop once we sense them. Is it capable of doing object detection? So it knows the difference between a something that it, it's okay to run over versus something that's not? Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yes, we, we are. We do have different classification um, for our objects and in particular, right, we're really focused on vehicles and humans um, because we never want to, uh, you know, be working around a human or if a vehicle is there, right? We don't want to potentially be navigating around a vehicle that could move, right? And so we are doing object classification both uh, in real time on the tractor with our with our machine learning algorithm, as well as the way our systems design. We have what we call telesupport that's looking at at any stop and making any adjustments to the classification. Um, or if it's a false positive, they can clear that false positive and let the tractor continue in the field. But as long as it's a, I'll call it a, a, a known static object. Um, the tractor will, will plan a path around that and present it to the farmer for approval to say like, Hey, there's, there's a tree branch in the field. Um, here's a, an option to nav around it. Do we have your permission to deviate from the original path? Very, very interesting. Do you guys see yourselves as borrowers of this technology or what's, what would be the option of the borrower? Somebody who's lending out to other industries and where I'm going with that. Do you look at what they're doing in the automotive space, which I would think would be more advanced than what you're doing and see how you can incorporate that in? Or are you completely autonomous? You don't really care what, what happens in the automotive space. No, we're for sure watching the development in the industry as well as what's coming out of, you know, university and new research papers. Um, so we're trying to stay on the cutting edge of all of our development, right? We are developing our, our uh, autonomy algorithms and our, our computer vision algorithms in-house. Um, but we're staying on the cutting edge. For example, we're using stereo cameras, not only to do, you know, red, green, blue images and, and do the classification. Is it ground, tree, sky, human, et cetera? Uh, but we also added a depth channel. And so rather than use classical methods to, to predict depth, we've actually used machine learning and a, and a depth channel for our stereo cameras to make sure we can exactly localize objects out in the field because farmers expect to work really close to either power poles, you know, fences, tree lines, et cetera. Um, we had to improve the accuracy of our, of, of localization of objects, with those stereo cameras. So we've pioneered some, a, a way to use ML and do that. So what's sort of the holy grail of, of this industry? What do you think that these tractors will be able to do 20 years from now that they can't do today? Yeah, great question. I mean, ultimately, the, the way we see this technology rolling out is, you know, we would say matching human capability is kind of the base expectation as I talk to farmers. Um, and as we then continue to make it better, right, we have the ability to make these machines superhuman, meaning as they go through the field at uh, you know, 60, 90, 120 foot wide, you know, 10, 15, 20 miles an hour, they have the ability to actually look at every single plant. You know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of, of plants on an acre. 
Um, and they can, they can start to look at every plant and make a decision to ultimately, you know, care for that plant on an individualized basis. And that's something just as a human operating this size of equipment cannot do. And so ultimately it's going to lead to, you know, a better sustainable growing environment and, and more profitability for the farmer. That's pretty cool. So you mentioned speed. What's the optimal speed of a tractor today? And, and where do you see that going? Yeah. Um, so today, you know, generally um, in, in, I'll say North America, we're working in the field at speeds between five miles an hour and really 15 miles an hour. There's other jobs like a self-propelled sprayer that might run 20 or 25, but for a tractor in the field, we're going between five and 15 miles an hour. Um, and to start, you know, we, our goal is to essentially match those, those needed speeds uh, for, for full autonomy. And so that's, that's what we'll be qualifying our, our autonomous 8R to go in that speed range depending on the job that you're doing. And so ultimately we do not see necessarily where, where we think there'll be a, a, a slowdown, right? Cause you still have to cover the acres and be productive. So five to 15 is, is the range will work. Very good. This has been very enlightening. I really appreciate you taking the time, Joe. All right. Thank you. That was Joe Leifer. He is a senior product manager for autonomy for the intelligence solutions group at John Deere and I'm Rich Nass with open systems media. You have a great day, Joe. All right. Thank you.